Hi, my name is Adedeji Adeomi. Welcome to Godly Council. If today is your first time of joining us on Godly Council, I believe you are here for the impartation of God and knowledge and to know more about your Creator. So Godly Council is a place where we actually bridge the relationship gap between God and human. So you need to grow a relationship with God. It's important and we're here to help you to grow the relationship with God. So uh, today we're going to be talking about no longer slave. And um, before we go into God's word, we would like to say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, for your faithfulness. Lord, we pray that I'm about to speak, that you have mercy on the speaker, you have mercy on the hearer, and to forgive our sins. And we pray that your wisdom is going to help us to teach. The hearer will not hear the day Jadeome. The hearer will hear God through me in the mighty name of Jesus. And will remove every hold of the enemy that might be saying, that might be causing darkness to the hearer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And light us shine forth over the person's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Today we're going to be talking about no longer slave. Um, I was reading the scripture and then there was something that jumped into my heart as I was reading it. Uh, let me quickly read the scripture, John 20, 17. John 20, 17 said, Jesus said, Do not hold unto me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father to my god and your god prayer to this moment jesus was actually talking to mary uh, magdalene here period to this moment there have been uh jesus has been communicating with the disciple he has been communicating with the disciple he has been engaging them he has been talking to them but most of his conversation don't come with my brothers most of his conversations don't come with my father your father my god your god is only my god the one i know my father that i know it, 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 it has always been only him has been the only person that has the access to the father it has been only him that has access to him to be able to claim the claim the place of sonship and for in the matter of fact there is word to the disciple most times when they have a communication with them it has been slave it has been a servant there was one they call him master they call him rabbi they call him teacher they gave him all names and titles and there were for no one no, never for once as they said you guys you are my brother. That the only time that he made a statement was when the mother was looking for him. And they were saying that ah, your mother and your brothers are looking for you outside. And he said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? He said, the ones that are here with me, that are able to do the will of the father. But at that time, it was not a concrete statement to say, your father. But the moment he ascended into the heavens, he was able to collect the key of death from the enemy. He was able to conquer death. He was able to conquer all our sin buried with him on the cross. 
then his statement changed immediately. He didn't need to wait for another day or another week or another year to confirm this. It was an immediate event, immediate change, immediate tone, immediate talk. Now he has now regard the disciples that do the will of the Father, that believed in him as his brother. Even at the matter of fact, the time he made the statement, the disciples were in hiding. Even the Peter that said, I'm going to die for Jesus, was in hiding. Was running for his life. Why Jesus was still calling him, my father, your father, my brother. The same thing goes to you today that you're listening to me. When you're being in a slavery, you are being told what to do. You'll be not just told, forced. The word you use is forced. I imagine that time, as at that time, the only disciple were the one that would gain freedom when every other person had been forced to do what they want. You are no longer a slave if you're listening to me. I'm, 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 I'm giving you the word right now. Jesus could confirm that so many years ago, thousands of years ago, he's still confirming it right now that you're no longer a slave. The slave is a person that is forced to do things. From a definition that I got, slave is a person who is the legal property of another and is forced to obey them. We were all legal property to the enemy by default. From the time of creation, we became his property. When we paid allegiance to him, we submit to him. If there was a signed contract in the spirit that make us legally property of him, that he can do whatever he wants. So for us to change the property is to actually have our faith and believe in Jesus Christ, that he died for two of us. And as much as many people that are listening to me, he died for you. Because he did not do it for himself. It, it was he it, it said one time, he said, if it is to bring the angels, when Peter cut off the hair of one of the um, guards that were looking for Jesus, he said, Why will you do that? If I needed angels to come to rescue me, you, you don't need I don't need your help for that. But he didn't do it for himself. He did it for us. There's, a, there's some things I want us to understand here. God is ready to pay anything for you to ensure your freedom. John 3, 16. Say, for God so loved the world, I gave his only begotten son. He is ready to pay anything for you to ensure your freedom. God himself in Jesus Christ, the Son came out down to the head that He created, to the people that He created, to be punished by His creation. You don't know that. You don't know the level of humiliation that can be. Have you ever paid this one? You didn't even create a human being. Maybe you employed somebody to work for you. You are the owner of the business. You are the owner. Of, you are the one that trained the person to take over, the, to become the, the 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 director of the business on your behalf. Why you are the chairman? You're just looking into the daily reports, and that's the best example that can come to my mind right now. And then the person now have to grow up. You now have to go to the person to go work under him. 
then under him is not enough. The person can issue you query and say, you're no longer in the company you own, in the person you trained, the person that the company you own is paying the salary, then you walk under. You didn't just walk under him directly. You now walk like one of the junior level and it can send you query. It threatened you of sacking you. It, it did a lot of things. It Sometimes when you come late, it, it, it called you to the corner and gave you query, reduce your salary. Did a lot of things to you and you're the owner of the company. Jesus faced more and more humiliation than that. And because he wants to gain freedom for me and you. For you and I. The enemy is still lying to us about freedom. The enemy is lying to you on high. The enemy is saying in Romans 6, 14, saying is no longer your master for no longer, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. The lies, the enemy lied until he was able to get into the law of Moses and use it to corrupt people's mind. The, the law of Moses was given by God. But the moment it enters into human hands, then it begins to change it to suit ourselves. What benefits us, not what benefits others. The law of Moses is not meant for the teachers of the law. The law of Moses is meant for the people of Israel to be able to look up to God every time they're about to do things, to trust Him, to have faith in Him. Because that is the only moment that they have been bought from the enemy through slavery into God but it was not happening the sin was too much God Christ could not build iniquity then he had to send Jesus to die send Jesus and the learning is still lying it makes you feel, feel that and when you don't go you don't serve God you don't believe in Jesus Christ then you're free that you can do whatever you like oh my god you're not and I'm not going to tell you this on the spiritual level. I'm not going to tell you this based on hell and heaven. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you this based on fulfillment, based on the hold in your heart that you try to fill with every single thing that you're seeing around you. You try to fill it with alcohol. You try to fill it with a woman. We try to fill it with friends. You try to fill it with association. You try to fill it with somebody greater than you that you can relate with. You try to fill it with celebrity. And if I can just meet a celebrity and take pictures, wow, my life will be... You try to fill it with a beautiful house or the beautiful bathroom with everything uh, 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 bathtub everywhere um, the swimming pool the garden the sweet place that the moment you are in that place that everything will just be so nice sometimes you don't think it's even boring in itself <laughs> and i'm telling you this but that's the truth you can't nothing can replace god's place in your heart and the enemy will keep lying to you that it is freedom. Why it is not? It is bondage. Do you want to know whether you're in a bondage? If you own a thing and it's always hard for you to let go. Why, did, did, uh, why does God want us to give? And I'm not preaching about giving, but I'm giving an example of being in bondage. Why does God want to give? Why did um, God say, uh, Jesus said that we should save our treasure? in heaven where the thief and moth cannot steal it and they tell told us how we can save it by giving to the poor by giving 
Giving is the best way to get freedom. Give your life to Jesus Christ and you're going freedom. Give what you have. If you're struggling to give anything, anything in your life, trust me, you're still in bondage. And you need to come out of it by God's grace. I, the speaker speaking to you, sometimes I just find it that to give us something is tough for me and all that. I have to go start going to pray and tell God that God help me to be able to give this out. Take over me to give this thing out. Because if things, something is so precious for you to give, the enemy will use it to lock you in bondage. You'll feel you're in freedom. No. The enemy doesn't want you to give. It makes you believe accumulation of everything will give you the freedom. But accumulation of everything doesn't bring freedom, but it brings pain. It brings, because what pain comes out from being slavery. So, for you that you're listening to me right now, you need to understand that Jesus Christ paid the price for you when he hurts die without sinning. And that's what people don't really understand. That Jesus did not just die for us. He didn't die for any he didn't just die, said, Oh, I want to die for this guy. No. Jesus Christ paid a price. And that price was dying without a sin. Dying without sin in the world we live in. I won't lie to you, there's nothing different from the world we live in and the world Jesus Christ lives in. There's nothing different. How do, how, did you, how do you know? Apostle Paul was preaching and was telling them that there's a, a, that there's a sin that is not even common. That is not even common to the Gentiles. But it's common in the church. And when he mentioned one of the sins was homosexuality. Today's teaching, I'm not going to blow your mind. And, and I'm saying I'm not going to blow your mind. Because there are so many things that when you go back to the scripture and you looked at it, you are going to realize that our major war is not coming from the world. <laughs> our major war is not coming from the world. Our major war is coming from the people we trust that are the world. It's coming from the church. Oh, come on, my Holy Ghost, help me. It is not coming from the world. But it is coming from the church that has given their lives to the world. But they still claim to be a church to divert a lot of souls. You're going for a, a place for refuge, but the refuge camp is actually the enemy's camp. The people that that stoned Jesus to death were not the Romans, were not the Gentiles, were the Jews. Even there were some places that the Jews were believing. I saw the Gentiles were believing in Jesus. It was the Jews that were there, and it was it happened to Paul that was saying, "No, no, 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 no! Don't believe this man is this." It was the Jews that instigated the whole thing. God bless.
bless us. God bless us. Please, please, you, you, you need to stay with us in Godly counsel to be able to help you share light into the things that is bringing confusion, to illuminate your mind. And we're not illuminating your mind towards darkness, it's towards light, it was towards God. Because the more the knowledge you have is one of the things the enemy is going to attack. Because the knowledge leads you to prayer. Your knowledge leads to your relationship with God. Your knowledge leads you, leads you to want to spend more time with God. You have knowledge about the movies. You know the characters. You spend time with the movies. You have knowledge about books. You know the characters. Spend time with the books. You have knowledge about businesses. You want to do more businesses. Your knowledge propels you to do a commit yourself a huge percentage of your time into something. But this today is not that teaching. Today, with I'm helping you to understand that you can be free from the slavery of the enemy. You can be free, and you're free in the mighty name of Jesus. One of the things that you need to understand that um, we're slave to the enemy, we're slave to the law that has been corrupted by the enemy. That's why we need to understand is for us to be free from it, there must be a payment. Being slavery is the debt. Somebody now comes to buy you and says, okay, I'm buying you off. And that's what makes you free from slavery. Someone with the higher authority coming to say, okay, I want, and they say, this is the price to pay for it. Potiphar puts Joseph in the prison. But Pharaoh did not need to ask for anybody's authority to save Joseph. <laughs> he doesn't need to get a paper and say, um, who is the one they pray? What if I put him there? Not Pharaoh. But Pharaoh could be because there's an higher authority, there's a power, the, there, 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 there's a, there's a, there is a stronger authority that was able to pull Joseph out from slavery to freedom. There's a price to be paid and Jesus paid it. He paid it. Do you want to know the slavery Jesus paid for? Jesus, number one, Jesus paid for fear. Fear is slavery. Fear. He said he has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear he has given us the spirit of power. Wisdom and sound mind. Fear is not part of the things God gave to us. The only fear that God said is to fear Him. And the fear will lead us into wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's big. The, fear of the, the fear of the Lord makes you to submit to Him, to want to take Him above all else. And it's not selfish. It's the only way to freedom life, to free life. That we're not attached by anything, not worried about it, not bothered about anything. Not saying, ah, well, how is this thing going to come? No. Anxiety will propel fear and fear will start making you to make decisions against the will of God. You fear a man, you want to do whatever the man says, even though that's not what God called you to do. You fear your business will fail, then you want to go ahead and do anything for the business to succeed. You fear you lose a job or you won't get a job. You begin to seek things that will not profit your soul so that you can get it. You fear that your wife is going to leave you. You want to marry another one. 
you fear your husband is going to leave you you begin to cheat outside you fear you the person you're dating is not sincere to you you two, you go out and not be sincere to the other person so this is what fear creates and this is what jesus is delivering us from the next one is life after death as much as people don't want to hear oh hell i have all that yes there is there's a security for life after death and that's what jesus paid for jesus paid for you to be not just be in heaven forever but to be in the new life there's going to be a new earth and new ever but it's going to be made up of people that are ready to do the word of god they are ready to to believe jesus christ died for their sin jesus is not asking you too much just believe i died for your sin and the reason why it's hard for us you know why the lies the lies is the darkness that the enemy is using to propel the whole world so that we might not be able to see the truth. When darkness fills your life, fills your mind, you won't see the truth. But when light humiliates it, then the truth is clearer than you think. And that is why you need to overcome darkness. And that's what I'm helping you to do right now, overcome the darkness, the confusion, the doubt, so that you can move into the marvelous light of God. The third thing is sin. Jesus died for sin. The atonement for sin. Anytime you sin, you come to Jesus. Then he has paid. See, when you go in to say Jesus that you've sinned, and this is not the liberty to continue sinning, because when you begin to do it willfully, it means that that's where Jesus was telling the enemy that thou shalt not test your God. You're testing God. You're testing God. You're testing God. That's what it means. So when you sin, you're not saying, ah, Jesus, come and help me watch. He has already paid for it. So it's, 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 a, it's a payment, down payment, that you just make to take and then pay for your sin at the moment. But just imagine that I've paid, let's say, $1 million in one account. Every time you run into debt, you just go there and take and pay. You go there and take and pay. Then, as you're paying, as you're paying, it will get to a point in my life. And I know that ah, because you know about this, you know about this privilege, so you're abusing it. Then you're just running into debt and you're even enjoying running into debt. There was one time I'm just going to shut the door for a while so that you can repent from your heart. And there's a point that you get out like, ah, ah, what are every time you keep coming? Ah, don't you know debt is no good? Why can't you be free? Because it's your own freedom that will make me trust you to be able to even transfer the money to you to help somebody to pay for his or her debt. Until we clear all the debts of many souls. And that's why it keeps going. The moment you're free paying your own debt, that you don't run into debt again, or when you run, it's, it's something you don't really know that it's going to be a debt. Then at that point, you're helping others to, to overcome debt. That is the goal here. It's not for you just to run into debt every time and expect God to come take you out. No. No. What it what it pay for again is struggle. You struggle a lot. We all struggle in one or two dimensions, but it paid for the struggle. It gave us strength. And the last thing it paid for is what is lack. The things that you lack in your life. Jesus paid for it. And you only lack it because you don't know. You know, sometimes when I'm telling this, that serving God is sweet, it looks like 
And it's not that because I'm serving God, I've been able to build a skyscraper or build a glass house or I've been able to buy, well, if I mention any house, houses is a thing for me. I, I just love different houses and different life. But it's not that. And that's what I, I just love it. But that's not because, that's not the reason why I'm saying Jesus is sweet. God is sweet to serve. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying. Or not because I have the most expensive car. No, 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 no. Or because my bank account is so full that I don't just know what to do with it. <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is in the place that God is sweet to serve is there are things that you begin to know about Him. There are things you come to realize about yourself that you never knew. There's some things I never knew I lack. At one time in my life, I feel like I have it all. Until I, until I gave my life to Jesus and I realized, no, so I, I even like this. Oh, you, you, you come into the place of prayer and you're praying and you felt like what you did wasn't really wrong. And then Jesus began to convince you and tell you that, oh, no, you did this, you did this. And when you did this, this is, this, this is, ah, oh, says, oh, God, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to repent from this. Okay, I'm going to make men this way. So by the time I come into a place and I do one or two things to people, they will not say, oh, you're a prophet of God. Or they say, oh, wow, did you so nice of you? Because, and, and I've not been able to, I'm not a push away person that let me just push this guy away. No, it's not easy for people because Jesus keeps teaching me where I, the things that I lack. And I know the moment I mention lack, a lot of people are thinking of financial, material. Yes, those are the parts of the things we lack. Yes, but the major thing are the things that make us God on earth. And when I mean God on earth, not ruling over people. Because Jesus did not say rule, he even told the disciples that the one that is going to be the greater must be able to serve and serve others, to be servant to all. So it is not the ruler, it is when your attitude, your character, your life, the aura around you is of God, is of love, is of kindness, is of, is of humility, is of humor, is of empathy, is of it's of the way you can help others to come into the realization of who they are. If that is what is carrying around you, you are God. It's of saying the truth, no matter what it means, no matter where you are. It's of saying that you're not going to do wrong thing because you know it's going to affect this person. It's going to affect that person. Is that you? You're giving a community money and you're saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do anything wrong. This money is meant for the people and I'm going to give it to the people that deserve it so that they can come to thank their God. That is what makes you God. It's not being rulership. It's not because you reign in power from heaven. No, 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 no. Those are not the things. No. If that is what makes Jesus Jesus, then there's nothing, there's no need for him to die on the cross. Because he had all those things. And still we said this has not fulfilled its purpose. Still he said it, he has not come to fulfill what he came on earth to do. If that's the only way you stop in life, that you gain power, you just rain down, heal, do a lot of anointing and miracles so that people can hear you that you're God. No, 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 no. That is not state. That's just one part to just draw people to you. And when they now come to you, they now see God through you. I'm going to tell you three things that Jesus, Jesus actually died for us for those things. And this is the way he wants us to walk in freedom. Number one is love. 
Number one is love. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son to die for you and I. And number two is faith. You need to believe in Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, my friend, <laughs> you're not doing justice. So you need to believe. You need to have faith. And number three is relationship. You don't just believe and say, look, I believe in Jesus. You need to have a relationship with Him. You need to let Him lead you. You need to let Him guide you. He has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and be our help on earth. So that's why if you're listening to me and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is the opportunity. I have preached about Jesus for the past 28 minutes and I want you to come in terms with me, not because I am trying to make something out of you, no, because I'm trying to help you. And can you please pray this simple prayer with me? Say, Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are my Savior and King. Come into my life today. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pray that simple prayer with me, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And I pray the order of sin is broken over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that the Heavenly Father will continue to guide. And I pray for someone here that is saying, I'm sick in my body. I pray healing over that body in Jesus' name. I pray healing over that heart disease. You are healed in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm praying for that account resurrection, the one that has been lacking financially, that you should be resurrected in Jesus' name. That God should give you meet your needs according to his poor glory and riches in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us and godly counsel. Till we'll come your way next time. Bye.